Uh, for, for instance, last this yesterday, <clears throat> this past week, a new face came in. I didn't get a chance to see her, but one of my spiritually sensitive ladies came in, sat with her, mm-hmm. noticed that she was crying during the sermon, noticed that she was sad. So you know what happened? She took her out to lunch. And I got a phone call after that explaining to me who she was, everything that they talked about, and that the lady's definitely coming back. Oh, that's good. And that, you know, I need to be introduced mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. So that is a gift, and those gifts need to be, like, honed in. That's right. Because now we've, we've gone past the simple shake your hand, how you doing, uh, you know, let them know. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to get a small group together and start really getting more detailed on how to listen because the Bible says that and out of the abundance of the heart the mouth's going to speak right so that's the coaching that you know Caleb was talking about at the top end of this Caleb's talking about him doing coaching right welcome to 614's podcast called Rescuing Churches I'm the director of 614 Stan Givens joined by two pastors because I'm no good by myself I got to have people around me to help me and uh, so I'm Glad to have Caleb Howell with me, Howell Baptist Church in Loosedale, Mississippi. And Caleb's on our uh, team to help us in a lot of different ways. Um, so you can reach out to him through 614. Glad to have you here today, Caleb. Good to be here today. Amen. And I uh, love having Victor Herman with us, a uh, young guy in the room with full of energy and full of the flu or whatever happened to him. And uh, he's really struggling. If you hear his voice today, you'll know that. But glad to have Victor with us as well. Uh, Chickasaw, First Baptist Chickasaw. Man, I say that backwards every time. First Baptist Chickasaw. Um, you guys go to our 614 Facebook page and scroll back a little bit. You'll see a video that has to do with uh, how that church has been revitalized in the last couple of years and has a renewed vision. And Victor's carrying all that. And Victor, glad to have you today. Glad to be here, bro. How you doing? Amen. Better than you. <laughs> so. Yeah. Better than you. I'm on the backside of it. It yeah. just sounds funny. Yeah, that's all. okay. I'm leaking right. a little bit. Amen. <clears throat> Today we're going to talk about welcoming folks to your church and how the best the best way to bring guests and visitors in, uh, how to treat them in a way that actually makes it more comfortable. Truth is, we've talked about this on several different podcasts, but the truth is a small church a church, uh, Caleb Years is 15 or 20 folks, right. 20, 25. Uh, we're running probably 60 to, to 70 some days. Uh, Victor, you're in about the 60 to 70 range, I think. Yes, finally. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, But the truth is, a smaller church, everybody knows everybody, and you're a, you're a family unit, been together. A lot of you have been together for several years, some of you for many years, and it's literally like a guest is coming into somebody else's family reunion and you don't have their last name. You don't even hardly know anybody in the room. Um, and that church has inside its own set of inside jokes and inside uh, activities. And when they talk about stuff, it's very church lingoed in their world. And a guest or a visitor, I, I believe you should call them guest. Visitors are not coming back. Guest or like our we we invited you to be the guest at our house is how we say it. But I believe I believe you got to figure out a way as a church to make that welcoming experience very smooth. Um, the better you can tr- do that to get them plugged in, the the better it goes. So, so you want to welcome them in, and I want to ask you guys: um, what are some of the practices you do at your church, or what are some things you're you're working on doing to to keep them from feeling like an odd person out, or like I really don't belong, like I'm really just observing all this? 
how can you help your guest um, get closer connected with your church family? Y'all got any good ideas? Well, one thing I had to do at Howell because Howell went without guests for so long uh-huh. and they wanted guests was I had to coach them on over welcoming. Oh, gotcha. Because gotcha. you have, you, you, you can go there. Sure. Yeah. There can be an over welcoming. And, and yeah. I believe Paul everybody addressed. Run, everybody runs to the guest and makes them feel horrible <laughs> for right. all the attention. And, you know, I had coached them on things to not say, like, we haven't seen you in so long. Mm-hmm. Well, that can make somebody feel. Yeah. Backhanded insult. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or, um, are you new to the community? That, that's a, that's a good question you would think. But then they go, I saw you the other day at the gas station, right. you know, so. So there, there. But, but I like I've, I like your opening sentence because it's so important. You've had to coach your people, right? How to handle guests and visitors. I think that's an important part of pastoral ministry and shepherding. Well, one thing we do we we like to have our business meetings on Sunday mornings because everybody's there, right? But what I do is the Sunday before the business meeting, I'll say we will have business meeting at the end of service next Sunday unless we have guests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we, the last thing you a guest wants to do is sit through a business. Oh yeah, meeting. that's a horrible. I mean, a horrible I, I don't to, want to be guests. a part of. Not not that our business meetings are bad, mm-hmm. but have you ever been to an exciting business meeting? No, I mean it doesn't exist. Right. So unless you're firing the pastor, <laughs> sparks will fly. Sparks right. will fly. So um, I've I've coached my people on several. Th- different things yeah, and that's really part of the hosting uh figuring out who your strength your stronger host are and making that happen Vic, how do you guys do that well uh we actually have unique i was just sitting here thinking about i cannot remember a weekend now that i have not seen a new face right i have had Y'all tons have lots of folks coming through man i have had ton, hundreds probably of different visitors people coming in from old chickasaw coming in and then people coming in just from the sheer excitement of something new happening at the church. Uh, people coming in just on mine and Jacqueline's, the strength of mine and Jacqueline's testimony. So we've got rehab people coming in. We've got old Chickasaw people coming in, church people coming in. Everybody's coming in to check the service out. Right. So uh, I have definitely have that group who are extremely trained at this point. We, Constantly talking about at least at the very bare minimum going and shaking their hand, introducing mm-hmm. themselves, right? Tell them who you are. Say thanks for coming in and checking us out. Mm-hmm. Also, I th- am seeing now it's very important for the pastor mm-hmm. to come in early. Yeah. Okay. And I try my Mingle. hardest. Yeah. I try my hardest to catch every new face I can. You know, every I think I think at this point in time I've missed one or two, uh, just for the sheer fact that there's some regulars who mm-hmm. who need some five minutes out of me, right? You know, so they need to talk with us. Sure, need, uh, I'm a hugger too. So there's some people who literally just come up and are like, "Let me get my hug this morning." So, <laughs> right, right. Um, but they need to feel welcome. That it needs to be. You know, my motto, honestly, my personal motto is we're growing a family. We're not growing a church mm-hmm. because 
you know, we don't want to fall into the new age techniques of trying to reel people in with all different things that are yeah. not loving, that are not kind, that are not uh, spirit-filled. Sincere, yeah. Right, they're not sincere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and you guys have a hosting station in your lobby. You have some coffee. Right. Um, I'm right. jealous because you have better cups than we ever can get. I've gone out and bought some good cups a couple of times, then we always end up back with our styrofoam cups. But... But you have a nice hosting station with some, you know, it's it's well done. Yeah. And, and uh, it's a way for people to feel comfortable coming in. Yep. And you have people that keep that maintained and monitored. Mm-hmm. And do you actually have several people that are waiting in the lobby to meet new folks, or is it just random? Well, it just depends. If there's different things, if there's something new going on where we know a bunch of people are coming, then I'll, I'll have someone stationed there. Right. I don't particularly have any one station, which kind of makes it – yeah, I, I don't know if it makes it better or worse, but it allows people to get in the door and yeah. see things for themselves yeah, without, and actually get into the sanctuary, and getting, then they get attacked. Without getting the salesman, <laughs> without getting the salesman coming out to meet yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one has yeah. a fake face on. The car salesman thing. Yeah. Right. No one has a pretending face on at the door who probably don't even want to be doing it anyways. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets in the door or gets their coffee or gets to the bathroom if they yeah. need to, gets inside the sanctuary, and then there is five or six people who are just on point. Yeah. So on point that every Sunday I will go and ask, did you talk to uh, such and such, such and such? When they, oh, yeah, I got them. I'm on them. Mm-hmm. Did you? Got did it. you? I'm got on them. I'm on them. I haven't got to the point now where I stop asking. Wow. So I know, they, I know they got them, and mm-hmm. um, I think that matters. Amen. A whole lot. Amen. Just at least somebody to say hello. Amen. Pastor come up and said hello, and um, and then obviously we got we do have the old school connect cards. You know, I encourage them to fill out a connect card, put a put a yeah, number. Yeah, and on your there. campus because it's so doggone big. I mean, mm-hmm. you got a sanctuary that seats a thousand. Yeah. Um, do, do typically most people come into that main back lobby? Everybody comes because you got doors everywhere on that property. Most people come in where everybody's parked, which yeah. is which would be uh, the um, second street side. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 but they end up in that lobby, right? Sure. Where the you gotta, co- they where cross the through the lobby. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Cross through the lobby. I got you. <sighs> yeah. All right. So, and then Caleb, your your church completely different, small little rural church. Correct. Um, and, and your main entrance is where. Do you have hosting set up there at all, or is that just to get you into the pews? I got some information stuff there. I got chairs. Some, you don't have pews anymore. So. Chairs. I got some uh, visitor sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, that if somebody, I don't, I don't necessarily give them a visitor sheet the first time they come in mm-hmm. because I, I don't want to come off desperate. Right. Because a small church. Can, can, come, mm-hmm. can come off desperate. Sure. <laughs> you know, if you're a larger church, they kind of expect that. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of expect that. Uh, but I'm always reminded, the best book I ever read on visitors and church church growth, I know I don't like using the term church growth because it's kingdom growth. We're in kingdom work. Right? That's, right. That's right. But if you're doing kingdom work, your church is going to grow. Mm-hmm. best book I ever read was The Bonsai Effect of... Uh, Church Growth by Ken Hemphill. Mm-hmm. And he says, and I've heard it repeated many times since this, because this book was written in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. He says, a, vis- a, a guest, mm-hmm. a visitor, will make a decision on whether or not they're going to come back most of the time 
within the first five to seven minutes mm-hmm. of their visit. That's right. So when you got live oaks in your parking lot, you get out there before church service on Sunday mornings with your blower and you blow off the uh, acorns. acorns, so our leaves. of acorns. Yeah. Truckloads. Yeah, exactly. Truckloads. Yeah. You, you blow them off a few parking spots mm-hmm. so they can at least see, hey, I could have parked over there and they were ready for me. Especially right. a handicap parking. Yeah, though. yeah. Especially your handicap parking. Make sure your handicap parking's ready. Mm-hmm. I don't like to guess parking signs. Right. That comes off desperate too, to me. Yeah. But we try to have somebody stationed on the porch to welcome everybody into church. Yeah. And on rainy days especially, that's the best day to have a visitor if you got a good welcoming service with an umbrella and all. Right. Because that's the most uh, natural way to meet a visitor. Sure, sure. Um, and we, we do the same at our church. We have our buildings different than both of y'all's. And sadly, the main entrance to our building for everybody is off of our side parking lot. And there's this tiny little door you come in. Uh, we had a interior decorator help us a few years ago, and she said, it feels like I'm coming in your laundry room door when I come in that door. I'm like, well, that's really what that is. That's Our offices are all right there, and it's a tiny little hallway, to, tiny little passageway to get to it. Um, and then when you step in the door, there's it's tight. There's a wall right there. We're getting ready to try to remodel a bunch of that. But there's a wall right there, and our typical greeters our guys that love to just make sure you're welcome they stand in a little semicircle there and you're literally lovingly assaulted when you walk through the door on sunday mornings by a handful of people that that want to help you so um our environment is hard the the way our building works is hard for us to be there for the guests and not feel like we're attacking them when they walk Mm. through the door but but it's all about that personality and that 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 cheeriness and the hey you know your your dress looks nice today and hey it's what a beautiful day and we're so glad to have you and then like you when it rains here um, we we always have guys with umbrellas that will park cars um, we we send guys uh, into the parking lot with umbrellas to get people from their car or if you'll come to our drive through we'll park your car for you um, so you don't have to get get wet so. The hardest thing for me to know what to do is some people, they just want to come in and sit and leave. Right. Like they don't want, I, I know people, they said, that's what we want. Some people want the full throttle welcome yeah. everything, yeah. you know. And so it's hard to know when you don't know somebody and they're walking up for the first time is how. How do they want to be welcomed? And we have, you talk about overgreeters. We have, I have a family at our church that for years, his wife would never come. He was very faithful here for years, but his wife will never come back because we're too friendly. We hug too much. We, we dialogue with you too much. And I don't, I'm, I'm a withdrawn person that doesn't want any of that. So she's going to stay home and watch us online and. You know, everybody, the rest of the family's here, but not her. So I, I will, and, and to cover this story up a little bit, I served as an interim for several years, so I've been in many churches. I was at a church one time. They had a senior adult lady. Uh, she she had, bless her heart, She her mind wasn't completely straight. 
we do the welcoming, the the hymn of fellowship. Yeah. And she turned around and kissed a visitor right on the lips. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and um, that visitor was 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 also a female. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah it was she interesting. Had, yeah, she had no idea. And uh, when the pastor visited, oh, they they said, "Well, pastor." <laughs> They said, uh, "This is new." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said, "Well, Pastor, we loved we loved almost every aspect of your church, but we want you to understand we could never come back. I'm so embarrassed. Right. Yeah, because everybody. I mean, it, it spread through the church sure. like wildfire that Miss So and So kissed another lady. Right in the, wow. in the fellowship. Yeah. Let's greet one another with a holy kiss. You just obeying scripture. That's right. Yeah. So, so we have to guard though against over greeting and under greeting uh and there is that delicate line it's very hard to know sometimes um and i do think you want to try to track your guest the best you can if they're willing to fill out a guest card um, we have those in our service for people to put in uh, offering plates we had four on sunday um come to us so um and having your church with a good system to do that a little card that people can fill out if they want to um, I would recommend today, and my son Josh, um, who is our communications director, would agree because we talked about all this because he designed our card for here. Um, people don't want to give out their physical address anymore. All the stuff that used to be on a guest card, us old-time pastors, um, if you want to ask their phone number or an email address, that's really it. Um, and that's your contact point at that at that point. You can text them. Um, thanks for coming, or you can email them, thanks for coming. And it's sort of a easier deal than trying to say, can we get your physical address? We're going to come by and see you Tuesday night. A lot of churches used to do that, you know, have a Tuesday night visitation, um, you know, for all the people that showed up. And people don't want to be surprised at their homes anymore on Tuesday nights um, for the most part. So um, now I know some churches that have gotten back into that and have found a little success with it. So culturally, that may be some shifts that are happening. But at the end of the day, um, some way to, to track them, if if they are willing to do that, that doesn't feel like you're making them fill out something because they're a guest. Uh, we, we do the, if you're a guest and want one, we have a, get, a visitor's card. Some of the men will bring those around to you. And it was usually when we're making the opening announcements um, before we pray for the service and start the service. So uh, it's, it's sort of a low-key thing. Um, but it really helps us to have that card. I, I have two at my house from yesterday that uh, they're ladies and my wife's going to follow up with. So um, so anything that along those lines. Um, and then I think if you have good people with good people skills, host and hosting skills, um, having them help that person meet other people and introduce them um, is important. And I also think... This is one of the things that really helps introverts. Um, and I'm an introvert, so I should know. Um, I rank high on that scale. Um, is asking them enough questions, general, not invasive questions, but general questions to get them talking about themselves more than asking them how they came to know us or any of that kind of stuff. Because you always want to know, well, how'd you find out about us, Right. Because that's that's like an important thing for me to know. Did you read about us on the web? Did you did a friend invite you? That's important for me to know. Did you, did you hear about our pastor being arrested? <laughs> yeah, for cutting down trees. Or, yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> but but 
really trying to talk more, let them talk more about themselves and know you have an interest in them. You know, it's, it is the, you know, do you work in the area? Do, are you from this area? You know, you have family here, um, that kind of thing. That can bring the tension way down to a person that feels like an outsider. Now they're getting to talk about themselves. So, Vic, what were you going to say? Now you're touching on some things, some things that's been on mine and Jacqueline's heart, my wife's uh on our heart for a while, especially since uh, we canceled the midweek services, is bringing in a few of the core group, especially the couple that are uh, the two or three that are already spiritually sensitive and can listen and can hear mm-hmm. by listening to someone talk for two minutes. Right can get a general idea of where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for instance, last this yesterday, <clears throat> this past week, a new face came in. I didn't get a chance to see her. But one of my spiritually sensitive ladies came in, sat with her, mm-hmm. noticed that she was crying during the sermon, noticed that she was sad. So you know what happened? She mm-hmm. took her out to lunch. And I got a phone call after that explaining to me who she was, everything that they talked about, and that, that the lady's definitely coming back. Oh, that's good. And that, you know, I need to be mm-hmm. introduced to her. Mm-hmm. So that is a gift, and those gifts need to be, like, honed in. That's right. Because now we've we've gone past the simple shake your hand, how you doing, uh, you know, let them know. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to get a small group together and start f- really getting more detailed on how to listen because the Bible says that and that's, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth's going to speak, right? So That's the coaching that, mm. you know, Caleb was talking about at the top end of this. Caleb's talking about him doing coaching. Right. You're talking about coaching them specifically. Right. We've had that same thing with our hosts say, this is really important that you're more about them than you. And yeah. He's reminded me that there's a um, – church in our area journey church and they uh had a lady come and visit one sunday and she just mentioned i believe it was journey she just mentioned to them she said hey uh, my husband's homebound Mm -hmm. but i had somebody come today to stay with him and i just decided to go to church they just told her to you know so what They've done, they got a nurse in their church and about once a month. The nurse goes, sits with her husband and one of the staff members, couples, you know, husband, wife, takes her out for lunch, mm-hmm. helps her go grocery shopping. Perfect. Whatever, you know, and they just found out a little snippet yep. about her. She was a visitor mm-hmm. and they just immediately said, okay, we'll insert this into our practice. Mm. So, so when you meet a visitor and they they mention a need, yep. If you, if you can, can if jump you can, on that yeah. need in yeah. a kind, compassionate, not yeah. overwhelming way, mm-hmm. always good. Always good. Love that. Love that. Amen. All right. So, guys, we're going to encourage you to to guard against calling your guest visitors. I think that's a a simple thing to change in your your rhetoric and your dialogue. Um, who's visiting with us today. If you say that from the pulpit, it means like you're not coming back. Um, you're just a visitor. You're an outsider. But if you're our guest, you're, you're part of our family. We've invited you into our home. Um, and then guard against any kind of lingo that would do that. 
Um, and then try to find a way to connect that person to people in your church that are like, that are, that are that you know have similarities. If they have kids, help them meet some other families with kids. If if you know if they work at a, you find out where they work and they work in a tip tip uh, an industry. Maybe they're a mechanic or a carpenter, and there's somebody in your church. Hey, Bill's a carpenter. You know, you guys know each other. That kind of thing. So um, so we want to encourage you guys to to work hard at welcoming your guest the very best way you can but think through it as a pastor sometimes you forget to think about these things and they're not on your radar because you got so many other things going um, get a little team of people together and see if you can you can coach them up like our uh, podcast guys have said here so we love you very much thanks for listening to this episode of rescuing churches and uh, please share it with somebody and we'll see you next time <laughs>